Hey, this is Mike. Hey, this is Kaz, and you are listening to Two Broke Watch Snobs. You have made it all the way, <laughs> all the way to episode 168. Michael, what is up? What is up? How is, oh, how is you? Day, day 45. <laughs> what is it up? <laughs> Michelle, uh, 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 Michelle uh, chiming in. Day 45, no toilet paper, only bird seed. I gone. actually, I actually did find toilet paper yesterday. Oh, good. I, th- I think that's getting blown out of proportion a little bit. It's getting well. It's it's a self fulfilling prophecy. News outlets are saying there's no toilet paper, which is creating the instance of of people going out and hoarding toilet paper, which is then getting mm-hmm. reported on. Um, yeah. Interesting tidbit. I don't know if I'm. I don't know if I should be saying this, but if you do need toilet paper and someone has like raided your supermarket or whatever. Uh, you can also wipe your ass with tissues, guys. Or saw a paper towel roll in half. Or saw a saw. What do you? What kind of paper towels do you buy? Yeah, I buy. Uh, I buy four ply plywood paper towels. So you got to get them on a on a bandsaw, uh, roughly four inch by four inches. And then you wipe your ass with that. What kind of ton of <laughs> paper towels are you buying? We got some pretty heavy duty stuff here. I mean, damn, dude. <laughs> <laughs> rustic it's rustic guys there near the near the bleached. needle <laughs> near the space needle right <sighs> but yeah hope everyone out there is being safe hope everyone out there is staying calm obviously these are uh the, the time of this recording it's approximately march 22nd uh so you'll be listening to that you know, around this time and obviously we're dealing with a lot of the coronavirus stuff and everything so hope everyone's safe hope everyone's keeping a cool head and anyone that's being directly impacted by this you know uh thoughts and well wishes but um it's one of those things where michael michael you and i grew up in south florida so we're we're pretty accustomed to you know once a year like the big the big one after post hurricane andrew Every year to post Hurricane Andrew, there was always the big one. You know what I mean? And, but like yeah. either it actually showed up or it didn't show up. And so once a year, we're pretty accustomed to, uh, you know, the siren and like people panic buying and people like, you know, raiding gas stations. And there's one thing that I've learned in that. And in any instance where people are hoarding or panic buying or if there's something that's going to be like, you know, like a pandemic or a weather, you know, disaster – the actual danger is not the 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 event itself the actual danger is not the potential pandemic not to say it's not dangerous but that's not the chief danger the chief danger in these situations is other people Mm -hmm. yeah other people pushing or shoving or price gouging um so i would uh I would encourage everyone to keep that in mind. If you're if you're at home and you're really really worried about you know the coronavirus and some worry is justified, I'd, I'd worry more about other people, man, and just stay calm. How, how much of a boner do you think all of those doomsday preppers have now? Oh, this is they their time finally, to shine. They finally get to use like their 50k in like <laughs> bug out bags dude this this they're all sitting in their fucking uh four four foot concrete thing bomb thump bomb shelters eating canned peaches with lobster forks this is it man this is what they've been preparing <laughs> Dra- for dragging their wives dragging their wives they all have copies of cormac rainwater. mccarthy's the road or whoever the fuck wrote that book and they're just reading the road in their bomb <laughs> shelters eating peaches with their fingers while their tired wives play solitaire in the mirror and and maybe listening to tbws i don't know i don't think you get wi-fi through four feet of concrete unless you hardwire unless you hard ethernet that shit in there you know what i mean 
Yeah, that was an extra 10k, man. Extra fucking 10K. sprung for it. <laughs> I need my fucking TBWS, guys. <laughs> I don't know why I just did Kevin from the office. That was kind of like, God, <laughs> I need my TBWS, guys. Oh my God. Remember when he dropped the chili? Instant happiness. I, I'm inundated with mirth and joy every time I see the scene of him dropping the chili. Yeah, it was, that was a good moment. Ugh, so good. We're very distracted right now. Hey, guys, welcome to Two Book Washups, episode 168. Um, this is going to be a really, really fun one, actually, because this is one we haven't done in a while. And I think the last time we did it from now, um, there's a ton of new listeners. There's a whole bunch of new listeners on the show. And every now and then we get people asking us, hey, you know, XYZ, XYZ, XYZ. So here we are. Michael and I have decided to do another State of the Watch collection. Um, so Michael and I, ha- uh, uh, we have our collections in front of us. There's a caveat, though, um, where we're only going to really focus on our core collection pieces. So the nature of being TBWS and working in watch journalism and all this bullshit is that, uh, you know, people just send you stuff. People just send you stuff. And so it's one of those weird uh, kind of mental conundrums as an enthusiast, a consumer, and a reviewer where you're like, is this my watch? Like, is this part of my collection? Or is this just something... Is it like a phone book? I didn't buy a phone book, but they like they just send you phone books. But I wouldn't call a phone book my property, but it's still in my home. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I think, I think what Michael and I wanted to do is focus on what we constitute as our core uh, pieces. These are pieces that we bought and that we wear uh, on, the fairly, on the fairly regular. Yeah. I will do honorable <clears throat> mentions, though, to everything in my collection uh, just, to self, just to self-shame me into getting rid of a lot. Because I, I need to get rid of a lot of watches. Um, me too. Right, but we hate selling. We hate selling these things. It's That's such a pain, a pain in the ass. ass, dude. You know what I mean? It's like if you want to go watch, you see, it's like you need to post at least this many times to be like a trusted person to sell, and oh my god, and you got to deal with low balls, and then got to walk to the post office. I might just take them to Goodwill. <laughs> no, exactly. no, seriously, it's just like my my my. The impetus for me getting rid of these watches is not profit. You know what I mean? It's to just declutter uh, my watch collection. Yeah. Or money. I mean, I mean, fuck. I mean, money is nice, but I can't imagine people are in like a watch buying mood right now. No, they're they're definitely not for the most part, at least. You know, depends on what you're looking for. Depends on what you're looking for, man. So that's it. State of the watch collection with a focus on our cork pieces. However, there is another caveat. Michael and I have decided at the end of the episode, because I don't know what watches he's going to say, he doesn't know what watches I'm going to say, at the end of the episode, after hearing our, our core, piece, core pieces, Michael and I will do a TBWS wrist, uh, 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 you know, a watch fast wife swap where he will choose a watch that I will watch fast with only for a week, and I will choose a watch that he will uh, watch fast with only, only for a week. So we're calling it the... Uh, what did I? What did I call it? The the watch fast wife swap. Watch fast wife swap. It's not a proper wife swap because I'm not like sending him my fucking watch. Although that's a really funny idea. I should. We should at some point do like a proper uh, uh, watch uh, watch fast wife swap where I send you a watch and you send me a watch. You know what I mean? Yeah, and I think it's good. I think we can get this whatever we choose. We can get it started on Monday when this publishes. Exactly. And. And then on on Sunday, uh, when we record, we can just kind of regroup and see how it went. Exactly. 
I think that'd be super cool. Um, so here, let's do this. But first, we should probably honor tradition. Would you like to do a wrist check with me? I would. On this fine episode 168. Here, you... Uh, it's all we have It's all we have it's left. It's all we have left. <laughs> <laughs> here, you go first. And then I'll, Just I'll go. USB mics and a... And a towering pile of toilet paper. I, I am the toilet king. Don't you understand? <laughs> no, just fucking, just, just if the, the the other toilet paper, the whole toilet paper issue is also completely uh, uh, circumvented if you have a bidet. Bidets aren't popular here in the states, but I know they're popular elsewhere in the world. You basically yeah. either don't need toilet paper if you have a bidet, or you could just do a bidet and then just do like one square. You know what I mean? You don't need like a fruit roll-up portion. Of like toilet paper to complete the toilet process, you know. Just use just use a hose. Just use a hose, guys. <laughs> anyway, Res- maybe that's a that's a that's a Patreon episode. Uh, what's what's a Patreon episode? Us discussing the TP, finer points TP of how to wipe your ass without toilet paper. <laughs> I used the uh, free Panerai baseball cap I got the other day. Things were that dire. <laughs> <laughs> no bullshit. You could probably sell that to like to like a museum as like a modern art piece. You know what I mean? Just <laughs> uh, like right, a streaky stain. It's just a, no. I'm sticking with it. A streaky stain of shit over the Panerai logo with like a crumpled up hat that they got for free because they bought a thousand of them from the Chinese manufacturer. The title is just 2020. Title is <laughs> 2020. Should have kept the receipt. Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> Should have kept the receipt, man. By Michael Pinto. <laughs> Here you go first. I'm very distracted. What are you uh, what are you wearing for, for episode 168? Uh so this weekend I've been wearing a Seiko uh turtle black dial. Uh it is the <clears throat> it is specifically the SBDY015. And this is the best watch to wear on the weekend. Okay. Because because you get the little the little kanji dates in uh in blue and red. Oh, cool. So Saturday's blue, Sunday's red. Yep. And that's the only reason I like wearing this on the weekend. When did you get that? How long have you had that for? Is that new? It's newish. Newish. Nice. But uh yeah, I, I the the turtle's one of those watches that I think um will always stick no matter what and it's it's kind of a part of uh the seiko era that we thought we were gonna get for a little bit you know when the srps first came out and then you know vintage reissues started to happen more and more but they were at a price point that we were not expecting uh so i i i think i hold on to the srp especially like the triple seven the black tile whether it's the j model or the k model or this i don't know what to call this one because it's it's apparently know. very it's very japanese huh. <laughs> i don't know so i i don't know i don't know why there's an srp 777k and srp 777j and then an sbdy 015 i've never even heard that reference sbdy <clears throat> yeah so this one is it, it's one that i was looking for for like a while um and you know, I, I always wanted something modern with a with a kanji with a kanji date. Um, I had some older Seikos with a kanji date, but I, I, they got a little finicky here and there. Uh, so this is this is kind of like I don't know. It, it's 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 novel in a way, but um, 
just definitely one of the coolest watches you can get uh and it doesn't matter if you get a j or a k or whatever it's it's all basically the same watch do you know what we should do because i get asked all the time uh hey i have a turtle but i'm thinking about the sumo you know how does the sumo wear compared to the turtle i i, I have a sumo but i've never had a turtle so i, I don't mm-hmm. know what we i would love to send you my sumo so you could yeah. do a proper like comparison between the two um although you had a sumo for or for um well, i've i've never had a sumo i want one though i think i think i've made up my mind in like getting one yeah i just want to i just want to wait for the right time because um i'm kind of split between either getting one of the brand spanking new ones yeah or getting a pre-prospects uh yeah um there there are also wasn't there a titanium sumo at some point uh didn't we have one in for review for a while the one with the ceramic bezel that was i think that was the sbdc 027 let me see uh that that one is super fucking cool Mm -hmm. um it's too dressy for me it's it was a limited edition with different hands and markers that you would get it was just some kind of anniversary model. Got it. Those are those are tough to find. I'm staring at a listing now that's 2K. A lot of fucking donuts, man. <laughs> that was that was one of the first TVWS reviews, actually. Yeah, I think the first ever TVWS review was you doing the Orion uh, Field Standard. I think so. Something like that. How cool is that? But um, but yeah. So I I I I am curious if you do get a sumo. Or if you think it's going to be a while till you get a sumo, let me know. I'll send you mine. Um, mm-hmm. That way we can at least just talk about it on air. Like, hey, I wore the sumo for a week. And hey, I wore the turtle for a week. And here's what I think. You know what I mean? Just because uh, people ask me. Every time I post that sumo, people are like, oh, that's so great. What's it like versus the turtle? It's like, I don't fucking know, dude. Dude, this. So it's been a while since I've had a, a turtle on wrist. Mm-hmm. Turtle. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag no contacts. What the fuck's he wearing? Turtles. It's horrible. <laughs> Dude, it feels and so like I, I've talked about the Panerai before. That that thing is also forty four millimeters. This watch basically wears as big as that watch. It's a it's a big watch, but it's nice. Mm. I don't. It just it just really really works. Um, and you forget you forget how ridiculous the loom is on these watches. Oh yeah. Like if you have an SKX, you might have an idea. But once you bump up into like the SRP range or like the like the sumos and the turtles and all that stuff, the, the loom gets insane. Yeah. I think that's actually a good way of also describing the sumo. It's big, but it's 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 nice. It's not like you put a watch on, the first thing you're just like, oh, this is a big fucking watch. Like there's just something about the sumo where it just it just works, you know? Do they do they say do they call the sumo forty four as well, or is it listed as like forty two or something? It's like they, it's listed as forty four, and I have my calipers here. Let me wow. Let me see how big this thing actually is. Oh, fuck! I just got I just bought. You know what? I just put that order in for those screwdrivers that I was talking to you about. Yeah. And I I could have just added calipers to that. Fuck. Would have been so easy. So. With my- <laughs> your, Mike, Mike never has calipers. Your quest of never quiet calipers is going to be my favorite running joke. My favorite running, like my super niche, relatively clean for this show, favorite running joke. It's just like Mike's never going to get, it's just never going to get calipers, you know? Oh, man. It's like Team Rocket from Pokemon. You're always going to be so close to getting Pikachu, but like it's just. <laughs> they just, just wanted that Pikachu. It's just not going to happen, man. 
Uh, so my calipers have this thing at 44.6 millimeters in wow. diameter without the crown. Yeah, so I, I would say that, you know, the the Sumo or these these SRPs or SBDYs, whatever you want to call them, um, probably, probably some of the best options from Seiko right now. I'll wait till I see those new Captain Willards that are supposed to come out. Oh, yeah. Technically announced, but not. <laughs> um, like you do. Because <laughs> uh, th those are supposed to be 42. So I, 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 they look I huge. wonder... They look huge. I, I mean, the, the Willard is, is a pretty big watch. But if if that new one is, in fact, 42 millimeters, it's going to be smaller than this, this, um, this SRP that I have here. And my Sumo. Uh, and the sumo but it's probably gonna be like 900 bucks that's that's the that's the downside with these with these uh new seikos but what can you do what can you i kind of feel like i i feel like we should be grateful for sub 1k at this point it's very abusive you know what i mean i feel like no i, I feel <laughs> i think exactly it's like it. i think it's like an be like a like an abusive spasm tactic where it's just like for the first two weeks i'm gonna beat the shit out of them but then at the third week, I'm only gonna kind of hit them. Like, oh, thank God! Like, he's really become much more kind to me. No, he hasn't. He's still hating you. You gotta get out, man. You know what I'm saying? It all it all depends on dinner. <laughs> oh my God, that might get cut out. <laughs> let's just let's just give let's give a second of silence in case you do need to cut it out. Okay, good. Um, all right. Is it my turn? Is it my go? It's your turn. Very cool. Uh, I am wearing, uh, I am wearing the inspiration for this episode. You know, last week or two weeks ago, uh, I talked about like, like the one watch or like my favorite watch. We talk about we talk about we talk about favorite watches, and so I, 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 with all the history I've gone through with all the watches and all the ups and downs, everyone's heard me go through with with acquiring some of these pieces, especially some of these Soviet uh, Russian pieces. I'm wearing what I would constitute as my, my favorite watch. I'm wearing the Orient Christmas Chrono. Oh, shit. The Orient uh, 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 Neo 70s um, Quartz Chronograph. Um, it's a reference. I always forget the reference. It's like WX, WTX005, something like that. Mm -hmm. Well, it, okay. If you just go to Google and you Google Orient Christmas Chrono, you're going to find it. So. And do and accept no substitutes. I'll probably see Kaz's wrist. You'll see my wrist because we <laughs> named this watch. TVWS named this watch. All right. Don't accept accept no substitutes, guys. All right. Um, incidentally, as well, accept no substitutes for the hashtag real wrist shot. Okay. If someone mm -hmm. out there tries claiming it was theirs, definitely not. Right, Michael. <laughs> That's right. That's right. All right. Um, but you know, I'm wearing the Christmas Chrono. I would constitute this as my favorite watch. Uh, limited edition. They made a thousand of these in 2016 to commemorate Christmas in Japan. That was it. Um, it's JDM, obviously. It's not, ex or it wasn't expensive. Uh, I have number 884 of the 1000 made. I think I paid like 230 or 240 bucks for this. Um, and it's from the Orient Neo 70s line, <clears throat> excuse me, which we don't see too much here in the States. The Orient Neo 70s line uh, was, I would say was, because they haven't really tapped into it that much these days after the 2017 uh, 17 Epson takeover, not takeover, but acquisition. Um, but the Orient Neo 70s line was originally uh, a product line within Orient, 
where they would take uh, a watch and they would theme it around an iconic 70s design uh, trope. So in this case, it's that like traditional sort of racing chronograph panda look. However, they riffed on it where it's this really, really cool uh, teal, like an almost like a like a gem tone teal that ombres to a really like dark black on the outside, mm-hmm. and it's got these uh, sunburst pinstripes that are kind of um, offset. I'm doing a very shitty job of, of describing what it looks like, but you look there's there's, there's, there's tons of photos um, that I fucking took uh, of this thing that are online in our feed, so so go and check it out. But I think. I think if someone broke into my home today and threatened me with a lead pipe and they said, "Choose your favorite watch," I would I would choose this watch. This is my favorite. This is my favorite watch, and that's really hard for me to say because um, I have very close personal collect- connection with a lot of the pieces in in you know the, the collection that I have. I'm looking at them right now, but I would say this is my favorite one. I never noticed that the they were offset <clears throat> until somebody pointed it out on Instagram. Yeah, it's cool, huh? Yeah. And that's, I kind of like it. It's it's fun. Like it's it's I I I liked. I really enjoyed the Orient Neo seventy. So Neo seventies N E O Neo seventies line because they always did their best to do something with the watch, so it didn't feel like a retro homage. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and for some reason, I think the little subtle thing of just offsetting those pinstripes, like that, does it. You know, yeah. uh, I have another. Even if you can't, even if you can't pick up this one, also the panda is just like, yeah, out of this world. There's a straight regular panda that's uh, white dial with black subdials, I think, and uh, I think it's super, super cool. There's a lot. There's a ton of fun ones out there. I mean, if, if you just um, don't try to go to the Orient USA website because it's fucking dog shit. Uh, it's not going to do you any good. Uh, go to like. Um, Go to eBay and type in Orient Neo 70s or go to Rakuten and type in Orient Neo 70s or uh, there's that there's that proxy bidding website for Japan. It's like from Japan something. You know what I'm saying? So this thing has the Seiko V175 movement. Does the seconds hand like slap back or does it go all the way around when you reset? It goes all the way around when I reset. Oh, okay. Um, and I, I, when I wrote the piece, I had surmised that it was that Seiko VK movement because Orient doesn't make solar movements. Uh, mm. Around the time this watch came out, um, Seiko Epson, uh, which isn't necessarily Seiko, but it's part of the Seiko holding group. Um, it's really complicated to explain, but Seiko Epson is not Seiko in you know instruments or Seiko watches or Seiko Epson is totally different. But they're all owned by Seiko Holdings Group, but they all operate independently. Um, mm-hmm. Around this time, Seiko Epson didn't own uh, didn't own Orient, but there were some watches where you're seeing solar quartz movements and you're like orient does in-house movements but they don't do any solar quartz movements um and i'd surmise that it was this particular vk solar quartz uh just based on the specs uh the specs and the size um of the watch you know what i mean so but yeah so when you reset the chronograph it it goes all the way around cool it's not like a mega quartz by the way the panda is on prime now for 250 there you go. Pretty cool. You know? So yeah, I'd say this is my favorite watch. 
But here, let's do this. Uh, I want to get to the main topic. I want us to do a proper state of the collection, just just for everyone at home and also for my own purposes, because you and I just haven't like talked about that in a while. But before, I want uh, to give a shout out to our YouTube channel. Go to our YouTube channel and subscribe to it because we're doing, excuse me, I burped, the professional podcast, Michael. Um, <laughs> we're doing stuff on there again. Um, We've introduced a new series called the uh, TBWS Writer's Room. Um, we just recorded our second episode and put it up on our YouTube uh, earlier this week. So go to our YouTube channel, check it out. The first episode of the TBWS Writer's Group. So basically it's me or me and Michael and then all the TBWS contributors or, you know, the ones who, you know, want to jump in on that topic. And we also, we just, we all just kind of get together on like a... On a big Skype call, I hit record and we just fucking have it out and just talk about a topic. The first time, the first episode, the inaugural episode was on um, the coronavirus's impact, potential impacts on uh, the watch industry, and we recorded that just after Basel had announced its postponement. I'm air, I'm mm -hmm. air quoting. You can't, you guys can't see me, but I'm air quoting their mm -hmm. postponement. Um, the second episode, which we just recorded, we thought um, the news. It's 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 really just. With all the coronavirus stuff, everyone knows exactly what to do to be safe. It's like it's like smoking. Everyone knows smoking's not good for you. People are either gonna do it or they're not gonna do it. With the coronavirus, everyone knows what they're supposed to do. They're either gonna do it or they're not gonna do it. But that doesn't stop um, a lot of like oversaturation from like headlines and media and numbers and statistics, and it kind of puts people into a panic mode. And so we thought it'd be really really fun to do something with the TBWS writer's room that just brought it back to what made watch collecting just kind of fun and special and to remind everyone why we like this hobby so much. And we chose mm -hmm. purposefully a polemic topic, uh, eight of us, which was a, a ridiculous number of people to have on one, <laughs> on one call, but eight of us got on that call and we all shared our picks for the ultimate dive watch. That's right. Yeah. The ultimate, the most ludicrous thing you could possibly try and plant a flag on. <laughs> the ultimate dive watch. But we fucking did it because we thought it'd be fun and people will get a kick out of it. And so far, everyone's really, really been enjoying it. Um, thank you to everyone that's commented and, and listened and shared your thoughts. Um, definitely some fun surprise picks in there. And also for people that keep... People that keep fucking asking, uh, uh, our faces are on there so you can see our faces. All right. I think it's safe to say that um, also everyone on that call probably had a pretty gnarly Friday. Uh, so <clears throat> taking refuge in this hobby was just mm, like, yeah. it was nice for that hour and a half that we did. Yeah, truth, 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 truth. So go and check that out on our YouTube channel. We'll have all the links in the show notes and bullshit like that. But if you just if you just go to YouTube and type in two broke watch times, you'll also just you know find us there and everything like that. So and let us know what you think. Uh, give it the fucking thumbs up or whatever. Subscribe to our YouTube channel. Let us know in the comments. Smash that like button. Smash that like button, brah. <laughs> Anytime I ask for a like or the thumbs up, I have to say it in a way that um like someone's grandparent would say. I can't say it in a way that makes me sound cool. I can't say smash that like button. I gotta be like just just hit just hit the thumbs up. Just hit the the up the logo of the thumb up on the YouTube. <laughs> on the YouTube. You know what I mean? Like YouTube. I just I cause I just feel like an asshole if I say something like, hey guys, you know, uh, uh check us out on YouTube and subscribe for the best in watch orology news. Like that's just that's like I'm not that cool. I've never been that cool. <laughs> and I'm not gonna pretend now to be that cool, man. 
You know, oh, man. I'm still wearing the same shirt we recorded the writers' room episode in. It's it's. <laughs> I'm wearing my Dreamcast shirt from Electronics Boutique from 1999. All right, it's a nice shirt. I am not that cool, guys. All right, it's a nice shirt. We didn't deserve the Dreamcast. I just want to put that out there. As a society, we did not deserve the Dreamcast. It was wasted on us. <laughs> just putting that out there. But um, yeah, check out TBWS Writers' Room episode number two ultimate dive watch picks from all eight of us um i think we can all agree michael that my i don't want to i don't want to give anything away but i think we can all agree that my pick was probably the worst right i forgot your pick i picked that i picked that 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 oh the the frog bag don't don't give it don't give it away i think that was pretty cool no no that shit was debunked immediately Dude, the Frogman is like forgotten, dude. But sometimes they're the most like over-engineered G-Shocks you can get. You know what my you know some of them. You know where my obsession, my closet obsession, because I don't talk about that 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 this much on air. But do you know where my initial obsession with the Frogman as a proper, as a truly proper watch or nautical watch? You know where it started? Did I ever talk to you about this? Mm-mm. The Disney Cruise, my first ever Disney Cruise. So the first ever Disney Cruise I went on was the Disney Fantasy, and um, a lot of the people that maintain and like uh, like clean the boat, like like maintain like the like the hull structure, they're on like pulleys and they have like they're like welding and they're they're always doing shit. Uh, mm-hmm. They all wore frogmen. That's crazy. And I'm just like, that's pretty cool. That's so fucking cool. <laughs> I don't know why. I mean, ever since then, I'm just like, that's like, if I was ever an underwater welder. I'm by the frog man. <laughs> you know? <sighs> but here, let's do it. Let's get to the main topic. Proper, a proper state of the watch collection, or at least stuff that we constitute as within our our, our, our normal normal rotation. Um, I You said, you, I think you chose six or seven pieces. If I were to choose of the watches in front of me, what I would constitute as my, as watches in regular rotation, I would probably have around that slash maybe a little bit more. So let's do this. Let's just go back and forth in terms of, should we do least worn or more or most worn and then work our way down or up? What do you think we should start with? Yeah, we can we can so going back and forth I think would be best. And yes. then maybe I was thinking yeah, let's do least worn all the way to like most worn. Agreed. Perfect. So here you you go first cuz I'm I'm talking way too much. What what would you constitute as your least worn watch in your current uh normal rotation? Well, <laughs> um hmm. Well, there's a brand new one here. Okay. So I guess that would technically be the 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 least worn um and that's the let me pull it out look at it a little closer um so this is the black bay gmt okay it's um newly acquired newly acquired Mm -hmm. black bay gmt yeah and it's kind of like so i i said in 2020 i'd be closing the door on the whole gmt thing and there was there was a lot of stuff that I was considering, um, like one of the nine Fs, like from GS, oh, yeah. and even even a sixteen seven hundred. <laughs> in one case, uh, I was talking to to a dealer to see if I could make that happen, but um, that level of money is still absurd. So I, I think 
I think the Black Bay GMT, ever since I reviewed it for uh, for a block to watch, like, when was that, Kaz? Like, 20, 2018? It must have been. Yeah. yeah. I've, I, it's never been out of my mind. Wow. Um, it stuck with you. It really stuck with you. Yeah, and it's, it's a Pepsi. It's not vintage. I don't have to worry about it being finicky or anything like that. Um, and it's funny, uh, Greg said something about his pick for, um, for the ultimate dive watch thing where one of his points was that it was so good that the company homaged, homaged it. And, and that's, <laughs> yeah. that's what we, that's what we see here with the Black Bay GMT. Um, you know, the, the Pepsi GMT is, is legendary. And, and when the, when the ceramic Jubilee version came out in stainless steel for the first time, I was like, I'm going to make that happen no matter what. Yeah. <laughs> and then actually the first time I like saw one in person was when we were in Hong Kong. Like th- it threw one of those fucking ratty ass windows that oh, we were just like shit. walking by. That's funny. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And I was like, I, it, it kind of reinforced my, my, uh, my journey. And then I saw it again in, in Miami and I was like, oh, this is kind of blingy. <laughs> And then the weird the, the the years went by and it was just like this is not this is not possible to get at all and um, there's something I mentioned this in the writers room episode there's something about Rolex where um, it just doesn't stick for some reason when you get one you know, it just doesn't stay just doesn't stick around yeah so like I had the the forty two millimeter Explorer um didn't stick the batman didn't stick Mm. um the the no date sub didn't stick there's there's just this kind of weird burden uh that comes with the brand and i i don't know maybe i just i I felt kind of hyper douchey wearing the the batman sometimes (laughs) so i got rid of it real quick um but this tutor is is more like subdued and just i don't know usable overall do you think um so the 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 idea of being too of of wearing a rolex possibly sending not a wrong message but a message that's calling more attention than you want we talked about that on the on the writers room episode do you think that's something that's purely psychological on a person-to-person basis or do you think that's just something like systemic throughout the rolex brand you do like do you know what i'm saying I think it depends on the person. So like with that Explorer, I, I, I literally had a textbook moment where someone, and it was kind of awkward because I was at work and it was a room full of people and I was wearing it and there was this coworker that was um, kind of asking me about watches and he was into it. He's like, oh, like, what are you wearing? And I was like, uh, it's... <laughs> it was just, I don't know. It was like, hey, look at this fucking guy, you know? Right. <laughs> So I, I just don't want that. Um, I think it's the double-edged double sword of the Rolex being recognized as probably one of the most iconic status piece purchases, purchases you can make. You don't have to be yeah. a watch person to get a Rolex as a status piece. However, for most members in the watch fam, it's not the first reason they buy a Rolex, but it is a really weird way. It's an unfortunate byproduct. You get a Rolex, yeah. you've acquired a status purchase piece, so you think... You're afraid people see you as a wealth enthusiast as opposed to, mm-hmm. you know, a, a, a watch enthusiast. Yeah. So 
and that's that's kind of like why I went for the the Tudor. And I actually like the larger size a little bit more. People are still upset that it's pretty close to the standard Black Bay case. They're like, "Oh, give it to me in the Black Bay fifty eight case." I'm like, "Yeah, that's whatever." <laughs> it's 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 nice to have the the chunky forty one millimeter case with like the big slab size. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. Um. This is kind of a historic. If if you want to get super geeky about it, this is this is a pretty historic moment for Tudor, where in the same year, they they presented a directly competing product at the same show, you know, against the Rolex GMT at the same time that that I never even thought of that. That's funny. Yeah, so it was kind of rebellious in nature and and really just punctuates that Tudor attitude where they have. Um, they're a little, okay, yeah, whatever, born to dare. They're a little more daring in what they do. <laughs> you can't so, give them the satisfaction of justifying the slogan like, ah, oh, born to dare. It's a, it, it's a good slogan, whatever. Uh, it's certainly a slogan. Yeah, it's certainly a slogan. It's certainly a slogan, I'll give you that. I don't think Lady Gaga was the best to, like, unveil that slogan. I think she was, like, the first, I don't know. Uh, it was her and um, the fucking the the footballer. What the 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 uh, 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 Beckham, Beckham Beckham, who doesn't even wear. She wears Rolexes. Historically, he's, we've all seen him rocking monster Rolexes. He's got a snazzy yacht master. That guy. You know what I'm saying? So that's 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 my first one. It's it's um yeah, pretty much not worn at all so far. But um yeah, I'm I'm happy to kind of just close the door on the. Uh, the whole GMT thing. Yeah, that's crazy, man. So the so wait so it, just just so I understand when the Black Base first came out, I mean, when they first came out, when it was like the with the Eta movements and the fucking curved text. I mean, when they first came out, you know, red, blue, black. Um, mm-hmm. No, not red. It's just blue and black. Red, red was first. There was okay. Um, it was like a burgundy. Yeah, that's what. Yeah, yeah. It's like a. It, it's almost like it's like it's like Daredevil's costume. It's just like very deep, kind of like 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 burgundy. Yeah, the that case was forty two millimeters, right? Or was that one forty one? My my question is basically: Is the case size on your GMT the same as when the black base first came out init- uh, uh, initially, or is this a new case? They're the same. It's a new case because they have this extra beveling on the underside yeah. to try to to try to minimize the thickness of the the side. Because they had they had to put that GMT. It's you know most likely just put this modular complication on the original movement, and so yeah. it made the movement <clears throat> thicker. Okay, cool. But, but they're all they're all pretty much forty. They're they're all forty one. So that forty one is the original size. When you fifty eight is. 58 is the first time we saw something. When you when the crown is pulled out, is there is there a fun colored tube? Nope, no crown tube. That's Damn colored. it! Yeah. No, that was the stupid quirky thing that I loved about the black face <laughs> flame. Like I'm like, I mean, Yo. you can you can still get that if you if you get one of the dive models. It's a really dumb reason to spend three thousand mm. dollars. Yeah, that's like <laughs> me spending sixty thousand dollars because a car has green rims. Like, listen, man, you could just spray paint your fucking Subaru rims green if you really wanted. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's those types of crow nesting purchases I have to I have to dissuade myself from. <laughs> <You know? clears throat> but yeah, that's a but a solid, solid, solid bike. Uh my turn for least to warn in my regular rotation. Is it my turn? It's your turn. Huh. 
I'm going to surprise people here. And yeah, and so this is, this is, these are choices that I'm not basing on uh, sentiment. These are choices that I'm, I'm, I'm basing on clinical practicality. You know, we're, we're not, we're not fucking, we're having intercourse to procreate just strict clinical through a sheet missionary sex. I'm just being as practical as I can possibly be. Uh, in my oh, that's a horror. I apologize for anyone that heard that. For anyone that heard that image, just sitting there listening. <laughs> um, my least worn piece in regular rotation is my big zero. Okay, truthfully, I can see that. Uh, I love this watch. I love this watch um, in a way that I could never properly explain uh, with words, which is hard for me to admit because I love using words to say things how I feel about how I feel. Uh, but I can't really do it um, with this Big Zero. This Big Zero is incredibly special to me. That said, I really haven't worn it uh, in a very long time. Um, just because it's getting to the point where I'm like, you know what? Like, it's either raining outside or it's too humid outside. And if I really want this thing to at least be in, like, not pass through the digestive system of a cow, look... I should probably not take it outside that much. You know what I mean? Because um, I told you the story about when I first came to the town that I live in. Now. I live in I live in a town called Celebration, uh, right right outside Disney. And um, first time I came here, it was like April, so it was like humid and like kind of hot outside. And uh, we we got in the car, and I get out. It's my wife and I, and I'm wearing the big zero. And I get out of the car, and my wife's just like, um, like, oh, what time did Starbucks open? And I'm like, I think it opened at blah blah blah. And I went to check my watch because anytime anyone asks you anything remotely related to the time, you look at your watch. I looked at my watch. Uh, this thing has no seals, has no gasket seals. It's like a pressure fit case back. If I really, if I, I could twist the crystal with my hand. I could just move the crystal with my fucking fingers. Cause it's just a friction fit uh, bezel on top. So I looked at my watch and due to the humidity and rapid temperature change of me being in an air conditioned car to getting outside of the car, the inside of the dial on the, on the inside of the crystal totally just was just fogged, was just condensationed. That's scary. It looked, it looked like the, it looked like, like the eyeball of a corpse they pulled out of like SVU. It's just like, like, oh, he was, he was raped and thrown in the Hudson and they pulled the corpse out and like the eyes are glossed, like glassed over. Um, that's what my fucking, my, my watch looked like a waterlogged corpse's eye. Uh, <laughs> that's the headline from, from the, from the, the, the temperature change. The new record from Slipknot. <laughs> record from Slipknot. I expect royalties, <laughs> gentlemen. <laughs> I looked at the, uh, I looked at him like, I'm like, well, that can't be good. And like ever, <laughs> ever since then, I've been like, ah, oh, fuck man. I just can't, I can't risk inadvertent moisture getting in this thing and fucking ruining it because I want to keep it in my life. I want to keep it in my family. I want to keep it in my collection. Um, but not to just exist, but to also work. Yeah. So uh, it, because of that, it's become my least my least worn watch, but it's also probably the watch I have the most sentimental memories attached to. Um, I got married in that watch. I proposed in that watch. Uh, I had I, I had a whole bunch of like crazy health like battle stuff with that watch. I moved with that watch. I bought my first home with that watch. Like that's the watch, man. You know what I mean? That's my memory. I think everyone's got a memory watch. You know? Yeah. Uh, I just don't wear it, and it's, it makes me feel pretty bad. No, I, I I know the exact feeling, and I think my next watch is kind. Of, it falls in that same. 
<coughs> category. Yeah. And I've I've expressed my guilt as well. <laughs> <laughs> what's what's your what's your next pick? So it's it's the Omega Speedmaster. Um the one that I bought here. It's the one that I bought when I moved here. You know, I did a whole Patreon episode about my journey to like picking up the watch, all of the like emotional roller coasters I was going through when yeah. I when I bought the watch. Maybe maybe it's because we have such such emotional investment tied into these watches that we kind of we kind of hold off and choose uh, choose the situations a little bit more carefully, um, the wearing situations rather. Mm. So that I mean that's I I don't wear it much. I try to wear it more now that I have it on that like cool Forstner band, and it, it just it really does work. Yeah, um, I'm thinking about putting it on rubber sometime soon. I think that really cool combo. Yeah, for spring summer, I think so. I don't think I've ever seen a Speedmaster on rubber. I mean, I have, I have a, a Barton. Is like it one of those? Is it a, a, a rubber NATO or like, or like a two-piece strap? It's a two-piece. Oh, I think it'd be fun. Yeah, we'll give it a shot. It's a Speedmaster. It's supposed to work on everything. That's the well. Um, it's funny because like I'm, I'm going through like I'm, I'm going through my like my my orological spank bank of cool watches that I've seen, and I'm like, I don't think I've ever seen a Speedmaster, the quintessential strap monster of the watch. I don't think I've ever seen it on rubber. So definitely, uh, definitely snap some photos of that shit when you when you when you put it on rubber. Yeah, it might be fun, but yeah, this is um, this is the watch that I bought when my wife and I moved here. We got our first jobs mm. um, in Seattle, like starting a new life, and um, she got herself a new job and she got herself a watch, and then I I got this <laughs> after I, I landed like my first job here. So so cool. Uh, and it's just a standard. It's not. It's not the newest one. It's like a Hesselite version, 1861 Speedmaster, uh, just the run-of-the-mill moon watch. Um, I bought it from Lunar Oyster. It came in a bag with like a napkin, uh, <laughs> and uh, that's that's all I got. Is he still so. doing? Is, is he still doing his thing? I haven't gone to his site in a while. Is he, is he still doing? He his is. Thing? He's, he's got some killer watches there. Yeah. He's that's that's a great great dealer if if you're into like um Omega Vintage Tudor and Rolex. Very cool, very very cool. So let me see here. What's what's the second least worn piece in my quote unquote regular rotation? Oh yeah, another another sad one, another uh, another sad one. So uh, I'm gonna have to go and say my second. So I, I, I j- j- just just because I felt bad, I put my big zero on. And it's very nice. Um, I think the second least worn piece in my in my regular rotation is one we were talking about earlier in the show. It's gotta be the Seiko Subo. Hmm. Um, I don't know why. I just haven't been wearing uh, this watch. I love this watch. I think what's happening though is. In light of there being so many watches in my collection at the moment, what the fuck was that? Sounds like a motorcycle. I think the Batmobile just fucking rocked through here, dude. <laughs> he's breaking quarantine. You know, he's fucking he's just like with his cookie monster bubbles. Um, sorry. <laughs> uh, cookie, cookie. Uh, let me see. What was one of the weird things and one of the issues with having too many watches in the collection? And we talk about the idea of trimming the collection down. It's it's not just to reduce clutter. It's just the problem is when there's so many watches in your collection, you start thinking of things um, 
as it's I'm trying, I, can't, I can't think of any other way to say it. You start thinking of things as specs and numbers. Yeah. So when I'm looking at my watches and I'm like, oh, okay, you know, it might rain outside. Let me fucking just do some overkill and wear a dive watch. Uh, I'll look at my watches and I'll look at my sumo and then I'll look at another dive watch and I'll be like, oh, well, you know, uh, the sumo is 44 millimeters and it's blue. Uh, this other watch is blue and 42 millimeters. I'll wear that. Um, in like a really, really weird way, it's this always this tug and pull, this this balancing act between being pragmatic and being sentimental because as watch collectors, you know, we need to be sentimental. But uh, there is a dark side also of being of being pragmatic in that watches that are probably really special to you you put on the back burner uh you know more often than not you know uh and that happens with my sumo you know when there's ever situation where i want to wear uh the sumo not because i like it but because i think i need to wear a dive watch i'll just defer to another dive watch i don't know why i, I think the sumo is just your vacation watch and that's why you don't find yourself wearing it a lot. That's a really good point. I traditionally try and only wear this thing. Or no, not only would like, this is the first thing I usually grab when I'm like, all right, I'm going on a fucking cruise or okay, I'm going on vacation. Bam, grabbing the sumo. So maybe yeah, that. I mean, you, you don't want to be sitting down on like four hours of calls looking down with my at vacation sumo, watch thinking like fuck i should be on a cruise right <laughs> i'm sitting there drinking a corona with a lime and my sumo while i'm on the on the phone with someone talking about god knows what would work bullshit yeah it's a good yeah. that that's a that's a fair point maybe that's what's happening which don't feel bad I, that's i think that's just what it is i think i should feel bad i don't want to just wear the thing when i'm on vacation you know what i mean like <laughs> i that's my first dive watch like i yeah. swung for the fences with my first dive watch and getting the sumo. Um, and it's not fair to the watch. And it puts me in a really weird conundrum because we always say, hey, if you don't wear something, get rid of it. Yeah. I can't. On no planet could I ever get rid of the sumo. Yeah. I think you were thinking about it too. I was thinking about it. And then I literally put it on on air and I had like post-coital clarity. I'm like, what the fuck was I thinking? What was I <laughs> What was that all about? That was, I was a total different person 45 seconds ago before I put this watch on. And like now, I can't ever get, you know what I'm saying? So it's just, um, it's, it's the cliche thing of getting in your own way. I think I get in my own way a lot of times with really figuring out what I truly love. And so that's the conundrum with the, with the sumo. So uh, I, that's the one I'm choosing for my second least, uh, second least pick in, in, in my you know, regular rotation. Oh, and it's a the fine, it's the a S fine watch. Oh my god, I love it! It's the it's the Prospect Sumo, so it's the I guess second generation SBDC zero three three, as opposed to the SBDC zero zero three, which is the pre Prospects, which doesn't have like the X and all that bullshit on it. So yeah, what's what about you? What's your what's the next piece you'd like to highlight? So we'll stick with Seiko. Stick with uh, stick with Seiko. <laughs> There's there's a Seiko here that I consider like very very core very central to my collection. Okay. And I think if you listen to like episodes one to like fucking hundred something, <laughs> it's you've probably heard me talking about how I need to get myself a white dial dress watch. Yes. <laughs> it's it's it was a long journey. Um, so this one is the Seiko Sarb zero three five. Oh, that's right. I totally forgot you got that watch. Yeah. And um, 
kind of like I mentioned with the the turtle, it really represents an era of Seiko that we don't have anymore. Mm. Uh, because I guess these are technically discontinued. Um, so this is this is just their little white dial version. It's kind of more like a cream, silvery sort of cream dial. Okay. Um, a beautiful, deeply etched sign crown on this one. 6R15 movement. And I wear this one on a... Uh, on a it's kind of brownish brownish gray leather strap it's a cool strap yeah when you you posted a picture of it on the feed and half the questions were oh it's so cool and the other half were like where'd you get that strap from dog <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah it's fun um and this one it's it, this is kind of i'm i'm stretching it but like one of one of my favorite watches of all time uh and this is just really purely as an observer is the Patek Philippe 2526 Calatrava. So it's just like mm. a plain plain white dial Patek Calatrava. You you get it in, I think you see them in yellow gold a lot, sometimes in white gold, and the white gold one is like, fuck, like, that one's really cool. Yeah. Uh, so if you compare that watch <clears throat> to, this, to this watch, there are a lot of similarities, um, except this one is central seconds, that one has a second subdial. But the markers, the hands are pretty similar, and I I'm so glad that I did not, kill myself for a white dial dress watch because i was thinking like i should get nomos i should get young ons and like those are still like close to a thousand bucks yeah this thing was still like 340 when i picked it up i remember the 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 tiso viso date was in the running for a while as well i don't know how much that is though i i think it's it's probably it's close to this one um that sounds right but this thing is this is wild and the bracelet is fantastic it's like one of the better stock bracelets that you get from seiko with with a milled clasp i'm not even sure if the new sumos come with a milled clasp i don't know let me see if my current one has it i'm where i I put my sumo on because i felt bad the sumo has a stamped clasp nothing on this is milled yeah there was something about the sarb series where where they just they really took things up a notch and i think that's why they have such a serious cult following mm. whether whether it's the 33 or the 35 or even something like the sarb 017 alpinist they, they're they're at a different level um so w- when they were still available i i decided to pick it up because i saw the prices even after all the discontinuation press uh, i was like this thing is still like 300 bucks i'll just get it yeah super cool um, and I, I wear this in like if i have a meeting in the office like long sleeves and stuff like that so not really going in person anymore <laughs> <laughs> this is uh just just speaking just talking about like working virtually working you know remotely i can't remember if we made this comment on air last week or if i made this comment on the Writer's Room episode on uh, YouTube. Go check out the YouTube channel. Smash that subscribe button. Uh, but this is the largest coordinated uh, American cultural experiment to see if working from home works. It does. More people should do it. A lot. Yeah, I think it does. I mean, there's been plenty of studies that show you are more productive if you're um, not just from not just at home, but a in an environment you can control. And B, yeah. you don't have to fucking sit with people 
you don't like talking about the best way to get to work, whether the freeway, but it's got, I can't take, I can't take 417 because it's got tolls, but then the traffic's so bad, and then God forbid there's an accident, and you're just like, hey, I should go in the bathroom and blow my fucking brains out. Like, maybe that's what I can do <laughs> the next time I have to go. Have to go in the office, and then they can have a four-hour discussion about how I didn't fucking shoot myself in the head properly. You know what I mean? Like, if you guys couldn't tell, I hated working in an office. Um, but this is the largest coordinated, you know, experiment called like like in America to see if working from home uh, for the for the majority of like nine to five office people, you know, if it will mm-hmm. if it will work. Uh, so let's see what happens. Right on. Do you still have to have meaningless conversations with people? I try not to. They pull you into it though, Michael. They're like they're like they're like the Sarlacc pit of mundane conversational hell. They just you know what I mean? Struggle as you may, you're going in that fucking pit and you'll be talking about God knows what. <laughs> stupid shit. I, I like try, I try not to. Metachlorine encounter, the best brands of bottle of water, stupid shit. You know what I mean? <laughs> Oh, what are we talking about? Is it my turn? Is it- <laughs> watches, watches. It's your turn. It's okay, your turn. Uh, let me see here. I'm going to... Okay, that's just the absolute fucking weirdest thing I've ever seen. Someone just walked by my window with a metal detector. What the fuck is going on? No rules, man. No rules. rules. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> Welcome to Thunderdome, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to reduce my collection to six so we can keep it even. I'm having a hard time, Uh, but I will do the best I can. So my next pick here, uh, this is my third pick. Truthfully, because I do wear this watch a lot, so I will will constitute it as part of my uh, regular rotation. It's the uh, it's the Raven Venture. Oh shit! I I actually wear this watch a lot. I just don't photograph it a lot. I uh, I'll put this in there. I it's just it's really comfortable. It's right on the edge of being a forty two. That's too big, but it pulls back just enough. You know what I mean? And is that is that is that serial number zero zero? It's my so I have a prototype. I have a Raven Venture prototype. The serial number is zero 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 zero. <laughs> yeah, Steve, you're not getting that back. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, unless you really want. I mean, if he, I mean, he, if he wants it back, get back to him. But yeah, no, it's a, it's a quadruple zero serial number on here. Um, it's a prototype. This is before they were released. Um, Steve and I were talking like, wait, let's see, years ago when these things were first kind of going around and everything like that, and then they came out. Um, and you know, and then uh, the watch just, just stayed, you know, in the in the in the collection. I photographed it every now and then. And I just haven't photographed it in a while, but. Um, sometimes during work, I'll just throw this thing on, dude. I love the size of it. I love, I love how almost like there's a very minimal approach to this bezel, which I have to go back and read my review. I might have been critical on initially, but I've really grown to love it because it's not mm-hmm. cluttered with bullshit. The bezel has no font. The only font is at six o'clock, and it says thirty. So this is yeah, a, which a, some some people hated. He he changed the way the the insert was after after that first run. The masses they were like the masses one. They, they were like, I need more detail in the I way I time my elapsed time. <laughs> <laughs> 
Oh, it's a great watch. God, that infuriates me. I can't believe you changed it. <laughs> Ugh, whatever. But yeah, so I, I like the simplified bezel. I like how big the markers are. A lot of people kind of um, equated this to a Tudor Ranger just because of the hands. That's very, or at least the hour hand. It's kind of Ranger-esque with like the big numerals. And I can mm-hmm. definitely see that, but um, I don't consider it like a Ranger homage. I think of it as... No. If you like the if you like the Tudor Ranger, this is something you may also like, which has honestly probably a much beefier or substantial wearing experience because the Tudor Ranger is small. Yeah, you know, uh, this thing is not small. This thing, well, I mean, it's it's not small compared to that. This thing's forty two millimeters. Um, I like the black date wheel. I like the orange second hand. Um, I so this is the we were I think we were talking about this uh, on the TBWS Riders Room episode on YouTube. Go to our YouTube channel. The uh, it's got that Rolex clasp where you just press the button and the diver extension comes out. It's pretty snazzy. I fucking love that. That's really cool. You know. So uh, yeah, this is this is yeah this is uh, I'll consider this part of my regular rotation. Definitely, it might be a surprise to people because you just don't see me wear it, but I just. Mm. I'll fucking post it, man. You know? I just want to put... I, I have one here as well. I have serial number seven, so not as cool Ooh. as you. Um, but, but I just want to put that watch on and chop wood. I don't know why. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, 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 <laughs> I just want to put that watch on and be a dad. Yeah, I mean, like... Yeah, it's just something about this watch where it's just very... This is, this is, this is so fucking cliche. It's very no bullshit. Mm-hmm. Let's just get stuff done. So, yeah. um, so, 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 so Damon, uh, TV contributor, Damon, um, who was, I'm working on a really, really cool piece that he, uh, he's put together. It's on Movado and Movado history and the Movado date, Datatron, whatever the fuck it's called. Really, really cool. He was talking in our TBWS Slack and he brought up, uh, I was talking about productivity and how it's really hard to be productive, you know, during all this stuff with the virus me. And he's just like, mm-hmm. dude, put on the rock soundtrack from Hans Zimmer. And I'm like, I never even, I never even, and I put that shit on, Michael, I could move mountains with my, <laughs> with my motivation and my productivity. And so us just talking about, you know, the, 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 the fucking, the Raven Venture being like a, being like a, yeah, I want to just do shit. I think this week I'm going to put this watch on at some point, or actually, well, let's see if you choose it for my watch pass, but yeah, when I get the chance, I'm going to put this watch on and listen to the rock soundtrack. Uh, so just to clarify, that's The Rock with uh, Nicolas Cage and Sean Connery and Ed Harris, the, the fantastic Ed Harris. Um, really, really good movie. Uh, I'm going to put that soundtrack on, wear this watch, and I will be unstoppable, Michael. <laughs> All right? Un-motherfucking <laughs> stoppable. So uh, that's my third pick. My third pick is the, is the Tudor, the Tudor, the Raven, uh, the Raven Venture. I'm going to put it on. I'm going to put it on now. I was wearing my sumo. I took the sumo off. Now I'm putting the uh, the venture. And this is this is the first generation one. This isn't like because I know he did another run like we were just talking about. And which so which 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 uh, which which dial venture do you have? Same the, one. Uh, Same exact one. Yeah. Cool. All right. What's your next so, pick? Kill your darlings, Michael. So I got three left. I'm gonna try to I'm gonna try to move fast because I want us to keep track of time. Something that ironically we're bad at. Absolutely a not. Of, a I ton re- of watches in front of us. I refuse. <laughs> I refuse to monitor time. That goes against everything I stand for. So the next one, in terms of like how often I wear it, it would be this um, 
is Panerai, the Pam Triple Seven. Yep, that's right. Luminor Luminor base logo. All lucky sevens. Um, yeah, I try to keep it for just like very very carefree days. Um, I don't want to have any responsibility at all when I'm wearing this watch. Mm. So. Kind of like a semi-vacation watch, but more for like a mental vacation. I was gonna say vacation <laughs> once, in once your head, like like yeah. <laughs> you're going on vacation in your brain. Like I do, ha- I do have days where I came home from work on a Friday, and I'm like, I got, I got to fucking put this watch on, <laughs> you know? Like I'll swap, I'll, I'll take off that Seiko and then put this on and be like, all right, I got my sweatpants on. Some people, um, some people uh, uh, hit the pipe when they get home. Michael, <laughs> Michael hits his Panerai, right? I hit my Panerai. Yeah. <laughs> Don't hit the pipe. No. <laughs> Just to clarify, drugs, kids. it is not an endorsement from TVWS to do horrible drugs. Do yeah. legal and drugs. I, and I mean, I mean, the Luminor, we we both love it. We talk about this this oh, yeah. format so much. Um, oh, yeah. I just, I had one of those moments where I was kind of like the one and only time I've tried a Negroni was in Italy. <laughs> Were you wearing that watch? The one, I was not, I, ha- I hadn't purchased this yet. Ah, but. that's right. Yeah, that would have been kind of eh, douchey, but cool, I guess. You're on vacation, Michael. <laughs> I'm on vacation. So yeah, I, I, I would like to believe that the only time I I buy a pen or I would be in Florence, which is what I did with this watch. And it was kind of a cool memory, five-year anniversary gift. Um, my wife had to push me to get this because I was like saying no, but like I kind of want it. So she's like, just fucking do it. You know it's love when your spouse is encouraging you to get watches. Yeah, yeah. It was it was fun. Yeah. So this this is, and I I've toyed with the idea of like being a Panaristi and like getting like a hundred different leather straps. Yeah, you know? But I've just never done that. I still have it on the stock. You got to get the rubber. polo shirts unbuttoned. You got to get the lion bead uh, bracelets, right? <laughs> white pants, white white khakis, boat shoes, no socks. Just go for it, man. Who cares? Fuck the haters. Sucks. <laughs> So that's 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 my pick. This uh, this Panerai here. Again, people people kind of criticize this one because of the decrease in water resistance. The lugs are a hybrid, um, like screw spring bar thing, not a hundred percent screwed spring bars. Mm. Um, but yeah, dude, it's it's fun. It still Whatever. it still captures everything that you we all love about the Panerai design without any of the extra stuff that's just adding to the cost of the watch. Yeah, yeah, they 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 killed it once they they brought these out in that range with in-house movements. Yeah, super. And people cool. are like, no, the Unitas is better. I'm like, well, whatever, we'll see. <laughs> Time can only tell. Time can only tell. Okay, that was your your fourth pick. That's my fourth. So it's time for my fourth pick. I will take the Raven Venture off, and I'm looking at three watches. Which one? This is the most most detailed state of the collection we've ever done, by the way. I think so. <laughs> uh, next watch I'm picking up is the watch I did my wrist check with. Uh, I think my my so around the middle, my fourth pick, uh, Orient Christmas Chrono. You know, mm-hmm. um, I love this watch. I still wear it. I don't wear it as much as the other two pieces that are ahead of it, and I think most people at home probably know what those two pieces are already. Um, mm-hmm. But um, yeah, I there's something about this watch where. You know how when you put the Raven Venture on, you're like, you're like, you're like, yeah, I can fucking like do anything. Like, I want to do cool shit. I do the same thing when I put the Orient Christmas Chrono on with the caveat of like, yeah, I can, I can do anything. I want to do shit as long as I don't get dirty or sweaty. <laughs> like, I don't want to, 
I don't want to lift things outside. I'll go get my mail. I'll get my mail outside wearing the Christmas chrono, but I don't want to like. You can get you can get that thing dirty. It'll it'll take it. I don't wanna. Well, it's it, nice. You know what I mean? <laughs> just no, just me. I just don't want to get dirty. I just I, I like this watch. It's um, it's a quartz chronograph also, which makes me really really happy. I have um. Of a particular orological kink around the uh, quartz chronograph. I love quartz chronographs. I think people hate on them. Um, people are also fucking lame, if you ask me. I love it. It's 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 something I return to at least once once a year. I remember. Do you remember the first Men in Black? Yeah, you remember Tommy? We watched it like last month. Oh, okay, excellent. So it's fresh in your mind. Remember, remember when Will Smith is is asking, uh, or is asking Tommy Lee Jones, like, why don't you just tell people about like aliens? Like, people are smart. Do you remember this? <laughs> I do. <laughs> Tommy Lee Jones. So, so Will Smith is saying you should tell people about all these aliens. People, people are smart. Tommy Lee Jones says a person is smart. People, people are, are dumb. dumb, scared, stupid, and like all this stuff. So basically, it's the idea that you know individuals on your on your own are great, but in pack mentality, people are fucking stupid. All right. So that's my that's just very, a, very true today. It's very true today. today. <laughs> particularly, particularly poignant, which is a grad school word. Um, every time someone raised their hand to talk about like a passage in grad school, it was like I found Hemingway's passage particularly poignant, and I wanted us to go back there and just stab in the fucking neck with my pen. <laughs> Right in the ear. Right. You know what else is poignant? My fucking pen in your ear canal. I find that particularly poignant, Sally. Sorry, sorry. I'm sorry if your name is Sally and listen to the show. Uh, but the Christmas chronos, uh, yeah, the quartz chronograph. Hate. I don't get it. I love quartz chronographs. I think it's great. And so, yeah, that's my that's my pick. That's my that's my fourth pick. Um, the Orient uh, Christmas chrono, possibly one of the more iconic watches of TBWS. Yeah. I would say so. You know, so yeah, that's that's my pick. What about so we're on? You're on your fifth fifth pick. Fifth pick? Yep, I I have two more. I have two more. Oh, okay. That gives me some more room to play around then. And I'll stick with quartz. Um, so between this one and the last one, it's a pretty even tie as far as like what I wear most of the time. Mm-hmm. But this one gets a lot of wrist time these days. Um, okay. It's the CW CWC Royal Navy Diver, oh, 1983. Shit. It's just a fucking badass quartz dive watch. I and I, it was it was a journey, man, to get that mill sub. Yeah, um, I remember. I'm never, never gonna own a fifty-five seventeen. The Steinharts never did it for me. What if TV? Um, what if TVWS IPOs? Maybe then no. as, as a <laughs> as a celebratory like a, gift, you can get yourself one. I feel. I feel like even a fifty-five seventeen. I, I'd feel bad to wear that thing. It's like, oh well, you don't wear it. You bring it to groups. To hang yeah. watched on. You don't you don't wear that shit, Michael. <laughs> yeah, you just put it on the table and rub your nipples. Yeah. You know, you rub your <laughs> nipples and everyone's jaws dropping. That's your fetish. <laughs> People in awe at your watch. You know? Oh man. I think I think if there's if I ever if I ever turn into one of those collectors that collects one thing, like not even one brand, they're they're geeky enough to where they only like there's some guys out there that only collect this military specification. Like there's the one paper sheet military specification for this watch and they build their entire collections. Wow. So like you find you find this with CWC with Hamilton with Tag in some cases. Um it's just this was my favorite purchase of 2019. Mm. This watch. Uh the bezel is like this cool glossy acrylic with loomed uh numerals. Um 
quartz, so I never have to worry about it. It's still mil spec. It, it looks like a mil sub. It looks great on the wrist. I have it on this um, this Phoenix NATO, so it's, I guess, uh, correct in that sense. <laughs> yeah, man, I wear it a lot. That's it's, cool. it's it's hard it's hard to get it off once you once you put it on because I, I just do everything with it i'll wake up go to the gym well not anymore but um <laughs> so sad yeah this cwc mill sub what are, you, what are you doing about that so my so, uh, so just talking about gyms so so my wife does orange theory but they obviously they're all fucking closed right now but orange theory is releasing like classes online that she and her buddy in new york are gonna like like video conference and do together just to keep that like group community aspect around your, your 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 workout. What are you doing? Are you just like lifting jugs of water like Michael Keaton? Or um, I might be I might be, I might be mixing, mixing up my actors. I apologize if that wasn't Michael Keaton. But if you're, <laughs> are you are you doing like prison workouts or what are you doing? Because you're, yeah, you're a gym person. Basically, basically prison workouts. Now we have we have resistance resistance bands here, so you can do. Um, a lot of pull and push exercises with uh, resistance bands. Um, we do like yoga at home, um, just body weight exercises and cardio. It's about all you can do at this point. Wow. I mean, if you don't have a home gym, I live in a one bedroom condo, so <laughs> I don't have a home gym. Desperate Measures is the movie I was referencing. I had to Google it. I apologize. And it was Michael Keaton. All right. On with okay. the show. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Wow, what were we talking about? CWC. Let me write that down. CWC Royal Navy. Very, 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 very cool. So we're on to fifth fifth picks now? Yep. I'm on my fifth pick. Let's do it. For my fifth pick, and I might be jumping the gun because people are just like, whoa, didn't you like just recently acquire that? I did. And I fucking love it. I don't need 10 blowjobs to know that I probably like blowjobs. I think I know after the first one. <laughs> Some things you just know. <laughs> this is great. This is, this is, I should do this all the time. Like, what have I been doing? Playing video games. Oh, my God. Uh, my, <laughs> my fifth pick is my new Orient Star Diver. Uh, Orient Star Diver reference RK80106E. I uh this was the my only watch purchased of 2019 and I purchased it in like the last 3 days of 2019. Uh mm. I am what my teachers called an 11th hour worker <laughs> where whatever needs to get done does not get done to the last possible fucking hour. And so buying a watch I waited to the last possible second of 2019. Um I also don't know if 11th hour workers are a common phrase, but it's always stuck in my head because I guess this is very true of how I work, you know? Mm. Okay. Orange Star Diver reference, I put it down. I have to, I haven't memorized it yet. RK80106E, limited edition uh, uh, offering as part of a new wave of Orange Star Divers that came out in like August and September. Um, there's the skeletonized sports models they're calling because they can't call them divers, uh, which is what I got. Um, but it's basically a dive watch. Uh, but there's there's another line of divers, 200 millimeter, blah, 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 which has all the ISO bullshit. Um, that's not open heart or skeleton or any of that bullshit. Uh, those are uh, those are like another ones. Those are pretty cool. We have a, uh, a, a, I did a presser on those on the site. Uh, but when I saw this Orient Star diver, the one that I got, it has an open heart, exhibition case back, 
I knew it. I knew I, I, ha- I had to have it. I don't have that reaction very often. It takes a lot to pierce my thickening shell of numbness in the world of just consumerism. You know what I mean? Um, but when I saw this, I'm like, damn, I got to get this thing. Um, <laughs> it has a really, really cool, it's very deep. It's much deeper of a gem tone jeweled uh, turquoise than the Orient Christmas Chrono, but I would call them uh, familial pigment cousins. They're definitely in the same sort of vein, um, but the the dial on the uh, diver, uh, the Orient Star diver that I have here, it's much richer and it doesn't really sing until you get it at like a really good like light angle. Um, I was able to capture some really nice photos of it. Uh, when I first got it, like um, I took one of it with the uh, with the JDM Orange Star catalog uh, that came with the watch. I was very proud of that photo. Um, so if you're looking for photos, go you know you can find them on the on the feed. But um, I wear this thing a shit ton. I wear this thing a lot. You know, mm-hmm. it's it's very much one of the go to. Like yeah, just fucking do it, man. Put it on a watch and do something. Um, I think I'm safely out of the honeymoon phase. To be fair, it's been two or three months. Um, and this watch is still you know, first and foremost in my 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 lobal brainospheres of just kind of what I constitute as part of my collection. Um, it has, and I hate doing the comparison, but it's fucking inevitable. It has like Grand Seiko diver vibes. Have you noticed that? It does. I would agree. You know, um, there's crazy crazy big ones that are either like spring drive or some insane quartz movement. Yeah, yeah. So that for me, that's my fifth pick. I. Uh, I love this watch. Um, I need to do a video of it. I know people keep asking me to do a video, but it's just um, Michael and I. Michael and I are trying to do. I'm trying to figure out video. So stay tuned. Stay tuned. But um, but yeah, I've fallen deeper into the Orange Star uh, Orange Star Pit here. I'm gonna put this watch on. I'm looking at the time now, too. So here, that's my fifth pick, Orange Star Diver. I'll pass it to you. What's your What's your sixth pick for your most worn watch? Oh, oh no! It's like Can the it? it's like the Jaws theme. <laughs> Da-da. I'm I'm looking at the volume spikes as I do this. It's really funny. <laughs> tell tell everyone at home what you're clicking. It's the Doxa Sub 300 Black Fung. I wear this more than anything. Très très bien, Monsieur. Very good. <laughs> How cool is that? Obviously, that's like. Another iconic, in my opinion. I know the watch is iconic on its own, but in regards to TBWS, that I would still consider as one of our iconic watches. When people see yeah. that watch, um, you know, posted on the feed, everyone's always just like, "It's just a, it's just a comment torrent of swoons and eggplants emojis." <laughs> Have you noticed that every time you post that watch? Yeah, I kind of think it's this watch and the Christmas Chrono. Everyone it's turns like... to Neanderthals when we post these. It's like not even words. It's just like guttural insults. <clears throat> eggplant emoji water it's like jesus christ (laughs) your baser baser animalistic instincts that's a really cool watch very 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 cool sorry i I cut you off no no it's it's fine it's just one of those watches i'm just i'm I'm still really grateful that i had the opportunity to to pick one up um i'm grateful that i went through the weird like doxa buying process when i did you have Um, to you have to email them right email them you gotta write a letter like two stamps. You guys had a picture of your family. Hello, dear Doxa. My wife and I would love to be one of the proud owners of your new sub 300 Noti 
uh, here's a picture of my wife and I at the Space Needle in Seattle. And it's just like, it's like written with like a crayon and shit. Sign, you sign, ma- Michael. Mail in some, some cereal like box tops. <laughs> <laughs> just like, yo, play for, yo, play you yogurt for a lids. deposit. <laughs> a deposit and then they call you and they're like you still want to pay the rest i'm like yeah <laughs> seriously and then it's like it comes from comes from vienna of all places interesting uh, yeah it, it was it was quite a journey to get this i i hope they really refine their their buying process but um this thing is awesome man i just i i i feel like i can wear this all the time and not not be upset at all uh, if you if you feel like strongly about flexing at a meetup, <laughs> I think I think a Dox is a pretty neutral watch, but it's still kind of something that you know folks will slide over and talk to you about if if you're into talking to people. Yeah, which I'm not. It's really <laughs> just to clarify, guys. Um, it's really snobbish, but I think it's one of those things where. And and I well I, I should clarify this is called the two rogue watch knobs so I shouldn't apologize for being snobbish but I think you can immediately identify when someone appreciates the doxa when you show it to them and the first thing they say is not how orange the dial is yeah you know what I mean if the first is like oh the dial's so orange like yeah but if the if the first thing they say is just like oh my god this bracelet's incredible or like oh my god I love this bezel you're like yeah we can probably mm-hmm. be maybe friends you know what i'm saying is that bad of me to say no that makes sense and this is also the watch that i try to take um everywhere mm. so uh traveling internationally this is the one i try to take because it's just fun to say that it's been to so many places hell yeah dude god damn are you bringing that one to alaska i think i always i always ask that i always forget I think I will. Yeah, this is this is one. Picking this one isn't hard. Picking the second one is harder. I'll bring my Christmas chrono, and we can put the watches side by side, and we can do Miami Dolphins colors. There you go. There you Perfect. go. Laces out, Dan. <laughs> All right. What is your What is your number six? My final pick. Uh, this really shouldn't come as a surprise. Actually, it might be a surprise to some people because a watch has not made the list that I think might cause. <clears throat> I cause people to riot, but the number one watch in my collection the, that sees the most wrist time and that I love is my Orient Star GMT WZ0071DJ. Mm. Except no substitutes. I love this watch. It's a bit odd for me to choose this watch over the Christmas Chrono because I said the Christmas Chrono was my favorite watch. Um, I think the Christmas Chrono I would constitute as my favorite watch because it hits the X Factor quirk meter, like like quirk meter, a bit more, just because yeah. of the pop of color. It's a super small margin, you know. But I chose the Orange Star uh, WZ 7 1DJ GMT as my number one pick because. It's really fun to wear, and it's probably the most versatile thing I have in my collection. And there's just something about it where all of the elements are perfectly balanced. Everything totally mm-hmm. makes sense. And at the end of the day, I think it just fucking it just looks good on my wrist. This is the only watch where you'd have, in my opinion, where I have that Buffalo like 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 Bill reaction in the mirror. Would you fuck me? I fuck. <laughs> This is the only watch I've ever had. Like, this is the only watch I've ever checked myself out in the mirror with. 
when I like like when I use like a public restroom and like I wash my hands, I'm like, ooh, hey, that guy. You know what I mean? That's the only I time. Would. I would. I would. <laughs> this is the only one. <laughs> like there are other times where I'll be like, oh, let me see how my watch looks. But this is one of the old. This is the, I, I, I mean, off the top of my head, this is the only watch I've serendipitously checked myself out in. That's great. You know. Um, let me see here. It's a GMT movement, in-house movement. This is part of the older uh, series, uh, the pre-F7, F6 collar movements that Orient Star uh, and Orient, you know, regular Orients are, are, are you know, putting out now. I really, really wish uh, that Orient Star updates this one. I really want to see a GMT iteration with the new F6 or F7 movements because then that means we'll get new Orient Star GMTs, which means they might come in more colors. Mm-hmm. Can you imagine an Orient Star GMT like this, but with like my 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 Christmas Chrono dial? Mm-hmm. I'm kind of waiting for it because <laughs> I'd be a buyer. That would be nuts. So yeah, I would I would um I would say this is probably it. The bracelet's incredible. Uh, it's a milled clasp. It wears really well. This is one of the the few watches I think that you've probably seen me wear a lot because every time you've hung out. Um, I've usually always had this watch and every now and then I'll just always hear you say man that watch looks great on you I'm like thank you man I appreciate it that. does <laughs> it really does so yeah that's my that's my top pick I will say people were probably expecting the Slava Medical uh, to make the list It is. I have huge sentiments towards the watch I love the watch I just don't wear it that much if 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 there was a number seven on here, this would probably be number seven. You know, uh, as right, right here, right now, I'm going to challenge you to wear the Slava Medical for one week. I thought we were. Oh no! I thought we were choosing watches that we chose from the six. Doesn't oh. have to be. We didn't say that rule. That's so mean. <laughs> All right. Well, I mean, I guess I'm not going outside. Yeah, I will. Uh, okay, you're challenging me to wear the Slava Medical for a week. Is that it? That's it. That's it. Okay. That's the one I'm going to wear. Uh, well, I don't know what other watches you have in front of you, but let me look at the ones I wrote down from your list. What would I... Here's the thing also. Let's do the watch fast. Let's do it for a week. But let's each, even if it's a shitty photo, post a photo every day. Two photos every day. One of you wearing yours. One of me wearing mine. Yeah, we can do it. I want you to wear the Sarb. The Sarb? Shit. You don't wear that. I've never That's seen... a challenge. Yeah. It's a challenge. I know it's a challenge. I can do it. <laughs> okay. Let's, All right. Let's do it. Let's both choose dress watches. <laughs> Perfect. I think that'll be really cool for a week. Um, no, no strap swaps or any of that bullshit, right? No. It doesn't have to be. Let's do it. Seven days. So starting Monday to Sunday, next Sunday two photos from each of us even if it's a shitty like a toilet shot you gotta post something this is gonna be quite the experiment all right yeah, yeah you not... got me out, you got me out of my comfort zone i think i think you know what you did yeah <laughs> <laughs> all right you got me on my comfort zone I, I don't wear the slava medical that much but i mean let's 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 do it man let's do it i think i think i'm gonna come out of this appreciating this watch a little bit more so God damn. Great episode. Can I give a call out to a lot of my, the rest of my honorable mentions in the collection? 
Yeah. Really quick. Okay. In no particular order. This is just the order in which I'm seeing them in. Other honorable mentions that aren't in my regular rotation. It is my first watch ever, the Seiko SNK873, one of the fucking things. Uh, this Timex MK1 aluminum case, which I recently got. Fucking incredible watch. Um, the Gavox Rhodes. Fucking incredible piece. Um, one of the few micro-brand pieces. I think they are, I think the only micro-brand watch I bought in 2018. Mm. Uh, Omega Seamaster 30, the vintage one. The 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 one that needs to be repaired slash serviced. The Polyat 3133. Uh, that to know Vostok Amphibia with a super clean dial, like like brand fucking new. Like someone bought that watch, was shot, and then buried with that watch in like a plastic bag, and then somehow <laughs> I got it. Like fucking really well preserved. Um, let me see here. Your uh, Seiko 7002, um, which we watch swapped for uh, all those years ago. I have a notice Avalon um, through circumstance. I haven't worn it. But I have okay. it. So that's a watch. Uh, let me see here. Uh, the oh, I have another Orient Neo 70s that I was very graciously gifted by a listener. It is the... Remember the radio time? Radio control time? Yes, I do. Uh, so Orient Neo 70s it has a faceted crystal, which basically means the crystal is um, sort of how you cut a gem. Like how gems are faceted to have those like straight angles. That's how the crystal's cut. It's super 70s. It's super retro. Um, I don't wear the watch a lot because it's radio control time, but it only works in Japan. Uh, I'm not in Japan, but um, it wears really, really well, and it is beautiful. Uh, and uh, Invicta Pro Diver, I love that watch. This helped me quell, quench my thirst for 40 millimeter subcase, and I have a Vostok Amphibia 420 case uh, that I took the bezel off of and put like a smooth bezel on, and. Um, I just haven't worn that in a while, uh, just because there's other shit going on with the watches. So that's about everything. Cool. <laughs> pretty pretty serious state of the collection episode. <sighs> so okay, I will accept your challenge since you are accepting mine. I will wear my Slava Med. I like how it's like like I'm like oh man, I gotta wear. Oh, I gotta wear the Slava Medical for a week. It's a fucking incredible. <laughs> like oh man, oh. right? Yeah, you know. But um. It's just, I've just never worn it for that many days in a row. I think that's my apprehension. Have you ever worn your Starb 035 for seven days nope. in a row? Never. Here we go. Let's see it. Let's see if we can do this. Um, is it that, is it, is it time for like a really quick recap? Uh, I think a recap might take us over, okay. but we'll, we'll, we'll put a detailed list of everything that we, we picked in the show notes. That means it's that sad, sad time. Michael, is that sad time? Should we let the kids go? Sad time, but I'm excited to see where this uh, experiment takes us. Oh yeah, yeah, it's gonna be, <laughs> it's gonna be, and we're gonna be in quarantine. And we, so. I'm, I'm quarantined. I'm, I, I like how poetic it is that I'm quarantined during a pandemic with my doctor's watch. I like that. That's pretty cool, right? Yeah. I gave you a good one, man. Give me a good one. I appreciate you just, that. You just, you just gotta keep loving it. Yeah, all of us here. Uh, let's, let's, let's let the kids go. You start. I'll close this out. Thanks for listening, guys. My name is Mike. And this is Kaz. You have been listening to Two Broke Watch Knobs. Later. Later.